Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. From Daytona Beach, Florida, this is Talking Motorcycles with Barry Boone. Talking Motorcycles, the radio show that covers the world of motorcycles and motorcycle racing. We're here to entertain you, inform you of new products, and enhance your love of motorcycling. Road race, flat track, touring, scooters, vintage, you name it, we discuss it right here on Talking Motorcycles. And now, here's your host, pro race announcer and third generation motorcycle rider, Barry Boone. Hello, it is Thursday afternoon on the 27th day of April at uh, 3 o'clock Eastern, and we are set to go, and we're going to talk about the Moto America series for 2017 as they have successfully concluded their season opener as a part of the Moto GP weekend at Austin, Texas at uh, Circuit of the Americas. Now, the uh, teams this afternoon have been uh, busy Unloading the uh, semi-rigs and setting up all the great tents and displays. Sponsors are busy. Promoter is busy. And certainly all of the teams are very busy as this is setup day at Circuit of the Americas for the Suzuki, I mean at Road Atlanta, for the Suzuki X-Star Championship at Road Atlanta. The first standalone event for Moto America in 2017. And I know everyone has high hopes uh, of a, a really fun field, exciting, and perhaps hot weekend. It's 84, 85 degrees Right now, uh, in Atlanta, in the paddock area, it's a great weekend to get your motorcycle out of the garage and say, I'm gone. I'm going to watch some live uh, Moto America action at one of the, I call it difficult. It's That racetrack at Road Atlanta can be downright intimidating uh, to anybody. And certainly, it was intimidating uh, the first time Tony Elias saw it uh, last year. And we'll talk about that more Uh, in just a moment, but I can tell you right now, everybody's excited for this standalone weekend, and that would include uh, present company, me. So Moto America, summer is here, right? Because it's warm, we're road racing, and we are flat tracking, and uh, the road race series, it's very, very challenging. Already off to a good start this year uh, from uh, the uh, race down at Coda, it was about a year ago that uh, Yoshimura Suzuki's Tony Elias came into Georgia fresh off two wins at Circuit of the Americas. And the first time he looked at the uh, road course, he said, wow, 2.54 miles. Uh, this place is uh, pretty interesting. He had a lot of trepidation. It was uh, all the undulating and blind corners was unlike anything he had ever seen. But come race time, Tony was set to go and uh, he knew where he wanted to go. And that was to the front. He won race one, proving that uh, he is, in fact, a fast learner. Had it not been for a get-off in turn five in race two uh, that actually cost him a championship at the end of the year, uh, he could have been a, a uh, won both rounds in round two last year. Will he do it? He won Coda again this year, both rounds. So we'll see. Who's our guest on the show tonight, you ask? Okay, well, uh, let's go there. Let's go there now, as a matter of fact, because 
this show is primarily focused on Superbike and Superstock 1000 today. And that's kind of where we're going to be all year. We'll look at some of the other classes as well. They all matter. They are all important, especially to the competitors. Uh, but at least right now, coming into uh, this round, that is going to be our focus. Because Elias winning both races in the Motul Superbike Championship uh, there at Coda, it was hard-fought battles with Roger Hayden, the new Suzuki's, brand-new GSX-R 1000s, uh, certainly exceeding all expectations. Well, they were expected to be good. But I don't know that anybody thought that they would come out of the box with a brand new package and do what they did, but no question about it. Uh, it was uh, Rogers in the hunt. It was also, uh, again, on Sunday, he had his hands full, did Elias with Roger Hayden uh, in the Monster Energy Yamaha, uh, Yamaha Factory Racing's Cam Bovier for the entire race. Bovier bouncing back from a crash on Saturday to take second. Nice finish for him. And uh, coming into Road Atlanta today, Elias arrives with a perfect points haul of 50 points, 14 more than Raj, who was second and third in the two races in Texas. Bovier was able to remount from his Saturday crash, as I said, and, and finished in eighth. He's now third in points, 28 points um, behind, 22 behind Elias and just one point better then the man who's going to be a guest later on in this show, that is the rider of the Quicksilver Latest Motors Racing Kawasaki ZX-10, Bobby Fong, coming off of an impressive second-place finish in Superstock 1000 last year, and he is off to a good start. Impressive run uh, uh, on his uh, Bizzazz Superstock 1000 spec ZX-10R uh, to third place in uh, the first race and fifth in race number two. And both of those were class wins in Superstock 1000. And he also really beat some really good super bikes in the process. So we cannot wait to catch up later on in the program with young Bobby Fong, who's really beginning, I think, to hit his stride as a professional road racer. I look for this to be a, a championship winning year for him. I really do. We had the boss over at Latest Motors Racing on for our pre-Coda kickoff show for Moto America. He had nothing but good things to say about Bobby. Of course he would. It's his rider, right? But you could tell uh, every comment was genuine, and he believes he and that team are ready for 2017 and whatever it may bring, we will see. I'm very excited uh, to uh, follow this season, to follow along uh, in the Superbike Championship with Danny Walker and company, um, the Bizar the uh, uh, Broster Chicken Honda now uh, beginning to take shape. Of course, we all know that is a uh, brand new package for them. The new CBR1000RR is uh, fresh out of the box. They haven't even had time really to get all the uh, performance devices on it, really. Uh, and uh, they had certainly what Danny Walker in his press release called trial by fire in Austin. And here to talk about that with us in a few minutes will be Danny Walker of the uh, Genuine Bruster Chicken Honda team uh, to talk a little bit about his efforts. So one bike team in 2017, wisely so, I think, with a new motorcycle and a focus on success in Superbike. They have one rider, and that's Jake Gagne. And Gagne is a very experienced hand. He and the team working hard to uh, put together a good package uh, for 2017. They've got their work cut out for them. I'm anxious to see how things come out here in Atlanta this weekend because I know one thing. Danny Walker is one of the most determined individuals you'll ever meet, the proven championship winner. So we'll see what they can put together. They had limited testing time, even more limited parts, and certainly they had their work cut out for them there 
at Austin. They took a real methodical uh, pr approach, as they always have. That's won them two championships in the, in the past. And uh, the idea here is to take every opportunity to zero in on race settings and allow Jake the maximum potential out of the new CBR. Uh, this weekend's weather looks good. It's going to be 90, let's see, like 84, 85 degrees every day. A little bit of chance of rain on Saturday. Not much to write home about. Uh, this time of year, there's always that small chance. It looks to me as if it's going to be nice, hot, on-track conditions. And uh, we'll give uh, the teams an idea now to really get a feel for what the, the new Dunlop tires are going to do. Although they did excellent down in Austin. And the new uh, pre-softened, the, the soft qualifying tires in action as well creating a little bit of a, a uh, twist to Super Pole, which is Super Pole is one of my favorite things in the tour. I think it's a really good thing that they have done that. So as, uh, as they head into this weekend, I think we'll see that Danny Walker is uh, really, really set to go. And, of course, Scott Jansen, the crew chief on that bike, uh, is a formidable guy in his own right. And if there's any – whatever that motorcycle has, I have a feeling that uh, Scott Jensen will find it all – as they begin to get to know their new motorcycle uh, more closely. Let's switch gears for a moment now that we know that Danny Walker and Bobby Fong will be joining us on the program uh, here in a little bit. And let's talk just a, briefly, if you will, about American Flat Track because things are really beginning to get uh, tuned up for that. Uh, May the 13th, the Law Tigers Arizona Mile presented by Indian Motorcycles is going to be happening. Uh, yours truly has been invited to... Uh, uh, come and be a guest announcer with Scotty Dubler and uh, Bubba Blackwell there in Arizona. So we'll be heading out for that. Just a week later, we will also be uh, on board for the Sacramento Mile. Uh, that's May the 20th, uh, just one week following the Law Tigers Arizona Mile. And then the 27th of May, we'll see you all at the Springfield TT and Springfield Mile coming up on Memorial Day weekend. And uh, all those are other races that you need to plan to be at. I tell you what, it's, it's about to get interesting in the American Flat Track Tour. When you really look at what we've done thus far this year, uh, we had a TT down at Daytona, such as they called it. Um, and um, it was obviously a strong suit for uh, Jared Meese uh, winning uh, on the new Indian. Pretty impressive coming out of the box and, and, and doing that. Uh, finishing second, also Indian mounted, was Brian Smith. Great run for him. Hammer and Hank Wiles rode the Kawasaki to third. I had actually forecasted that he may possibly uh, win that round. Didn't happen, but he did get a nice podium out of the deal. It was Sammy Halbert, though, that was um, is having a very consistent year. He came out of Daytona with a seventh-place finish in the main, came out of Woodstock, Georgia in round two with a sixth-place finish and a third at Charlotte. Uh, puts him squarely in the points battle in a third spot right now. Good many points behind Jared Mees, but plenty of time to make it up on the 2017 tour. At present, it is Mees with two victories. Again, that coming at Daytona TT and Woodstock, Georgia at the Dixie Speedway. Uh, set fast time there as well, and I think led to most laps down at Daytona and a second-place finish at Charlotte pretty strong. Brian Smith, his nemesis, is, uh, as always, expected to be strong. Brian had his best Daytona in a while. Second-place finish on the TT. He liked his Indian there as well. Third-place finish uh, at Dixie Speedway. Tight, tight little third-of-a-mile oval. And then coming away with a win uh, at Charlotte. 
and setting fast time. So Brian Smith now second in points with 62 points, just eight points behind Jared Meese. And then Sammy Halbert third. Rounding out your top five, it's Jake Johnson and Jared Vandercourt. And you might ask, well, wow, where does uh, where is uh, where's the factory Harley team? Well, right now, Sammy Halbert is showing the way for Harley-Davidson with an XR750. The factory Harley team, as we look a little bit deeper in the order, Kenny Coolbeth currently with a 15th, a 15th, and a 6th. Good finish for him in Charlotte. Uh, is 10th in series points. And uh, let's see, who, who, where, where's everybody else here? At any rate, time the clock is running and my computer is locked up on American Flat Track points, so I'm going to make a move on from that. But nonetheless, we hope you are planning to make a trip on the uh, tour. The next events coming up on the schedule uh, following the Arizona Mile, the Sacramento Mile will, will be Memorial Day on Springfield TT, the Harley-Davidson Springfield Mile, that being on the 28th, Saturday night TT for the singles, and then the Springfield Mile where, the, in my opinion, we begin for the first time to see how this thing's going to shake out with Indian versus the world. Uh, right now, it is all about Indian. What's Kawasaki got for them at the mile? What will the XG750 have for them at the mile? And how many will pull out reliable, trusty old XR750s and make a go at Indian at uh, the uh, hallowed ground there at Springfield? That would be the question. I'm going to go ahead one more race deeper into the tour and talk about the June 3rd running of the Red Mile at Lexington, Kentucky, my original home state. The Red Mile track has been around since the 1800s. It's had several million spent on it in the last several years to make it one of America's premier horse racing facilities. And the Red Mile at Lexington, Kentucky, will be hosting uh, a round of the American Flat Track Tour coming up on June 3rd. Good time now to uh, make plans to, to be there. Time to go. Back for the moment, we'll uh, get set to go to break uh, and go with our first guest on the show. That would be Danny Walker, who's in the queue right now. Um, we, we talked a little bit about this weekend, but I tell you what, the Suzuki X-Star Championship at Road Atlanta is a cool race. They have um, so many amenities. Suzuki has really stepped up in their uh, promotion of this round of the tour. And it's going to be really fun. You know, it's just one of those things. And there's quite a quite an amazing uh, bunch of things are going to happen here this weekend. And, you know, Road Atlanta held its uh, first uh, – Moto America had its very first event at Road Atlanta in 2015. And it rained, if you recall. And this year for 2017, not a whole lot of chance of rain, but a whole lot of chance of fun because they're going to have the Suzuki Village and demo rides, uh, the J&P Cycles Marketplace, uh Suzuki fan zone, all kinds of cool stuff going to be happening. And uh, we are going to uh, do a post-race show following Atlanta. And we'll look forward to seeing especially how uh, the uh, Broster Chicken Honda team does this weekend. And we obviously will be following Bobby Fong after his appearance on the show a little bit later on today. He is off to a very, very good start. So with that, we're going to go to our first break in the program and tell you this portion of the uh, Talking Motorcycles program is powered by the Harley-Davidson Motor Company. And you know what's cool? It is touring season, ladies and gentlemen. This is the time we get our motorcycles out of the garage and we go. And how do you go? Well, I'll tell you how I go here in the garage is a 2017 Harley-Davidson Electroglide Ultra Classic. It's been the standard bear bearer, really, in essential touring motorcycles since 1965. Now with the uh, passing power, and I might add, 
beautiful, rich intake and exhaust sound that goes along with that of the all-new Milwaukee 8107 engine, all-new front and rear suspension, powerful reflex-linked Brembo brakes with ABS, powerful LED headlamps in the form of the Daymakers, uh, the most comfortable two-up seat in motorcycling, and all the amenities required for you to do what we do, and that is leave perhaps the East Coast and ride all the way to the West and back in pretty much total comfort. It is the standard bearer, to be honest, and it's all powered by the all-new uh, Milwaukee 8 power plant that I think if you haven't ridden one, I highly recommend you do. How about it? Let's go to break, and when we come back, we'll be joined by the uh, man in charge of things at the Broster Chicken Honda team for Moto America, Danny Walker, in just a moment. Don't go away. Your ride is more than just miles. It's a mission to squeeze more freedom out of every click of the odometer. Introducing the 2017 Touring Bikes from Harley-Davidson. The powerful all-new Milwaukee 8 engine delivers 10% more torque for quicker acceleration. Paired with a new suspension that gives you more comfort and control on every ride. What does uncompromised freedom feel like? Why don't you find out for yourself? Discover more at h-d.com and live your legend. Compared with original equipment, 2016 Touring Models. When an automobile driver hits a motorcyclist, what is the first thing the driver says? I didn't see them. That's right after they have suddenly turned left into your path. When we crash our motorcycle, what is the first thing we say? I didn't see it in time. Could have been a deer, a decreasing radius corner, sand, or debris in your lane. The simple fact is most motorcycle accidents are preventable. And that is why I, Barry Boone of Talking Motorcycles, recommends clear water lights. The ability to see and be seen on our motorcycle is exactly how we prevent avoidable motorcycle accidents. When you call Clearwater Lights, you will speak to a real live person who specializes in you and quality products. Clearly, there's a brighter idea. Check them out at clearwaterlights.com. And we do welcome you back to the uh, show, Riders Call Home. And I guess today, a rider and a team owner is going to call home in the form of a good friend of the show and a guy that we uh, love watching he and his team in action, Danny Walker. Welcome aboard. Hello, Mr. Barry Boone. Man, it's good to talk to you, buddy. Haven't seen you in a while. I sure miss you. Yeah, yeah. I'll see you out there somewhere on the tour this year. Um, Setup day at uh, Road Atlanta, buddy. Uh, good, hot uh, weather there in Atlanta. And I'm guessing the humidity is probably up there about 75% too. <laughs> you know, it's not too bad. That cold front kind of came through a little bit. And, uh, you know, we, we just now finishing up. The guys are getting started working on the bikes and stuff and uh, and uh, doing a pretty good job. So it's uh, it's not bad. It's not bad here. A uh, little bit of a kind of a mist came through, kind of cooled things off a little bit. But uh, uh, we're enjoying it. Oh man, it's it's such a fabulous facility too. And uh, let's go right to it. Um, let's first we're gonna in a minute. I want to revisit Coda and get your thoughts on how that all went for you and the team. I've already kind of briefed people a little bit, but um, I know it wasn't what you hoped for. But how do you think the Honda CBR one thousand power plant and the chassis, for that matter, 
are going to be suited for Road Atlanta. What are your expectations? Well, actually, Barry, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to contradict you there a little bit and, and kind of back up and say Coda for us was was way beyond our expectations, to be honest with you. I mean, we're still uh, we're still pretty much running around on a stock motorcycle. I mean, our crew and Scotty Jensen and Danny Anderson and Evan Steele and our partners, uh, Steve Carroll at Evotech and uh, Chris from Flashtune. Man, I can't even count. I'm just glad there's only 24 hours in a day because if there was 26 or 28, that's what they'd have been working for the last uh, last month and a half since we got the bike. So to be in the hunt on the on the first race on Saturday and to be competitive and, and to have Jake do some real fast times at the end of the day on a pretty much we literally haven't had the valve cover off of this motorcycle yet. So uh, it's wow. to, to be in even where I literally haven't cracked the bolt on the valve cover because there just there just isn't any parts available. The bikes are so new uh, and so, you know, just, just available. And uh, so, that, that you know, you never like having a DNF like we did on, on Sunday. But, uh, you know, we had just a weird little electrical malfunction that, that creeped up on us on Sunday. We didn't do anything different. It's just you know, just the nature of a new motorcycle. So we were thoroughly excited uh, to already, you know, be in that position. Uh, we didn't think Coda is a track that for a stock motorcycle, we compared to the development that Suzuki <laughs> has and Yamaha and the Kawasaki. We know obviously Bobby rode that thing. They've had it for a couple of years and it's, it's fast as heck. The trap speeds were uh, phenomenal. So the, the job that we did there, we were, we came away disappointed, but yet, you know, going, shoot, we got, we got some pretty good potential and we think Atlanta is going to be better. Uh, you know, the spec, we don't, the, I mean, Moto America doesn't want it to happen and for sure the spectators don't, but you know, we're, we're all trying to do a rain dance around here. <laughs> we're like, <laughs> yeah. if, it, if it rains, rains kind of like Nikki Hayden was doing last year, like, you know, shoot, if it rained, Nikki was going to win the thing. And and Jake doesn't care. He doesn't care if we put knobbies on it and he's got to hang a lap and go out in the dirt for a while and come back onto the track. You know, he doesn't care. And so we were kind of hoping that maybe we'd get a little bit of weather, but it looks like it, it might be a little spotty, but it's going to be, it's going to be nice this weekend. And we're, we're just looking to, to just be, uh, to be a little bit better and, and take those steps and, and just uh, be way excited when we start seeing some parts showing up. So. Well, well, so as to defend myself just a little bit, I wasn't critical of your performance on the racetrack. I mean, a solid, a solid fifth place overall and third in Superbike is very, very great beginning. I know it was a little bit of a disappointment not being able to finish race two, and I think that was the reason for yeah. my comment. You know, yeah, so a little bit of disappointment uh, in, in that one too. But we're, you know, we're gonna we're gonna have those with a new motorcycle, and there's eleven of these things in the world right now. There's eleven of the Honda thousand sp2s uh there's four of them in the country and if you want to see any of those four you got to come see our pit because honda is so be american honda is so behind this program that they've given us every single bike that they've got so it's not like they're not trying um it's just with the earthquake and stuff that they had there in their factory um you know just some things of uh whatever that was a year ago or a year and a half ago uh, that they had there uh they're still recovering from that believe it or not it it set them back quite a way so uh you know, once we, uh, we, my deal with the team is to see where are we going to be at the end of the year? You know, let's just keep growing and, and keep getting better and better every time we go out. And, and then, uh, we want to be in the hunt and we want to be winning races come towards the end of the season here. 
Well, I, I did hear that the lights were on really late in your pit stall uh, at Coda. Scott oh, Jensen yeah. and company, you know, spinning wrenches. But great start, Danny. And what did it feel like uh, lining up there at uh, Circuit of the Americas with the world-class MotoGP riders in the house and all the media and fans? How did it feel to you as team owner to kind of really usher Honda back into the North American oh, road very. racing scene, man? Oh, I can't hardly talk about it because I get a little – emotional about it to be honest with you it's it's pretty awesome you know it's a, a real proud moment for our whole program to be to be in that position to to be able to to be a part of that i've been in american road racing since the early 80s and and have seen honda at their heyday with the spencer and merkel and, and wayne and the, and the guys and, and see it go away and you know to be a small part of, of, of it coming back to america and um you know in whatever way that we are uh you know, is is very. Uh, I'm, I'm real. I'm real proud of that. I'm real proud of my guys and our whole crew and the Road Race Factory and Mick and the whole job that that our crew has done. Privateer team and and uh, you know our partner Jeremy Latrosse that that started this program with me to get us to this point. Um, you know, to be to be a part of that. It's it's uh, it's phenomenal. It's a dream of every racer to to you know to if you can't ride for the factory team because there's very few of those you know, to have your own factory and, and shoot, you know, I, as a kid, when I was, when I first had dreams and visions at 16 years old of thinking about wanting to go road race and, you know, this, I would have never have imagined that at some point that we would, we would be in this position and it's awesome. And it's a huge responsibility we, we have to represent American Honda sets a real high standard. Um, they always have. And, and, uh, you know, all the other manufacturers have kind of, you know, followed, uh, where Honda goes, not not any diss to any of those manufacturers, but just kind of been that way. So, um, you know, they're they're going to do everything for us that they can in the time that they can. And uh, I know the the folks here at American Honda, Mike Snyder and Lee Edmonds and John Sedell and and all the folks John, Keith Dowdle and all the guys that we know there are, are uh, real excited about our program and and uh, real excited to. They were real happy just to see the bike out on the grid, you know, out on the grid there at Coda with. With all the MotoGP folks, I know there's a there's a lot of the racer folks that, that kind of feel like we get treated a little bit like the stepchildren at, at MotoGP, but we're just happy to be there. I don't care if we get a ride around for, for two laps of practice and, and a race, just to be there with MotoGP guys and, you know, be in front of that, that crowd. And the crowd that stayed after MotoGP to watch the Moto America race was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. It was awesome. I'm not surprised to hear that. And I, I'm one of those that took great pride in um, seeing the Honda line up, you know, in the grid. It was just huge. And but I do want to caution you a little bit, though. I've I've actually had genuine broaster chicken and it's really delicious. But you you need to make Jake make Jake aware that every pound of weight takes away horsepower from the CBR 1000, man. And it's that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, not a problem it's, for Jake. I can guarantee you that the problem I have right now is is uh is keeping the guys from honda from from stealing jake away from our road race program and signing them up for their motocross program because they've, they've had some injuries on the on the motocross side and if you live in southern california at all you know there's nobody nobody rides and trains as hard as jake not any of the factory riders ride as much moto and as hard as jake does he's already destroyed one of their 2017 450 Hondas, so <laughs> we don't have wow. to worry about about him being in shape. And you know, you mentioned genuine broaster chicken Honda, and they really did step up for us this year. Uh, they're actually bringing one of their trailers, their broaster trailers, to Atlanta this weekend, and they'll be 
serving chicken here. We'll have a genuine grocer chicken trailer here on site this weekend. And uh, they have Kirk Roy from that's been a part of the road racing for a while has really uh, jumped in with both feet and got us all kinds of new cool display stuff and has really helped uh, class up our rig here a little bit. So we're excited about it. Well, they couldn't, and Honda couldn't have picked, I don't think, a higher caliber, caliber team of hardworking individuals to represent them, Danny. And you and I have been friends a long time, and that has nothing to do with uh, yeah. with that statement. I, it's just my outside looking in. I know how hard you guys work. And and Jake, too. Jake's had some really good weekends at uh, at Road Atlanta. What are, what are you, what's your forecast for the weekend, partner? You know, we're looking good right now. <laughs> <laughs> today we look great <laughs> uh, i hear you session at a time we we, we think we, we had that we think we found the little issue that we had with the, the electronics so um cautious optimism you know i uh i just want to right now we just want to get him a bike that he feels he can go ride as hard as as he, as he can if, if he comes in he said man i you know i can ride that thing like great if we can ride it we're going to be competitive, you know, and that's, that's just a little bit at a time. And, you know, we've got, we've got stuff coming from Japan. We've got more stuff coming from the Tenkati side, the Tenkati. I think we're actually, they sent us, uh, I think one of old Nicky Hayden's uh, swing arms off of one of his bikes. So, you know, we are getting some help that direction. And uh, it's just a matter of time before, uh, before the thing gets uh, to where he can consistently run up front. So. And with the continued moves by Moto America to align the um, American Superbike rules with those of World Superbike, that's got to go a long way, I think, to to help you and to help the growth of road racing in America. I, I really believe that, don't you? I, I really do. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not perfect right now. There's there's definitely some stuff, some but you know, some working bugs we got to work through. But there's not one thing I could I could point at and say, you know, that that they need to do this different or need to do that different. And the guys, uh, Wayne and Wayne Rainey and Chuck Asklin and, and Richard Varner and Terry, and they're just doing a great job and they're really, really passionate about it. And, um, you know, it's not a hundred percent where it needs to be yet, but it's definitely getting that direction and, uh, you know, getting Honda back on the grids. Part of it, we need to get Kawasaki back out here and George Lettuce and Bobby and those, they can, they can, you know, make enough noise with Bobby riding the heck out of that thing that, that uh, Kawasaki will have to get back involved. I think the TV is great. I think the TV guys that we have here in the U.S. shooting our stuff are as good, if not better, than the than the MotoGP TV coverage. Uh, the camera guys, the camera guys for the U.S. stuff because they can get different places are, are getting some phenomenal footage last year. So we're excited about that. It's world class coverage, and you mentioned that the Kawasaki. So I look at Yamaha, you know, bringing their new R1 last year to the table uh, and coming out of the box hot. Suzuki coming right out of the box, obviously with a real good package for yeah. 2017. Now you've brought the Honda uh, American Honda factory involved into the sport again in America. I do not see, and I told George latest this on the show just preseason. I do not see how Kawasaki can turn a blind eye to that team or to this series. I mean, Man. to me, they, they've got to step yeah. up. That's all. It, you know, I, I think they were – I know that some of the initial conversations I had with the, with the American Honda, they, they kind of felt that it, it was it was like it was in the past where, you know, the, the cost to be involved in American road racing was in the millions and millions of dollars for a factory like that. And, and those days aren't here anymore, and, and it doesn't take that to be involved in, a, you know, with the rules and the way things are done and the way the privateer teams – you know, uh, that, that doesn't happen here anymore. It's just like BSB and even World Superbike. The teams that are running World Superbike are still a, 
uh, a privateer team that has the factory support type of thing, you know, and um, I think Kawasaki still has a little bit of that mindset where they think, well, shoot, if they, they get involved in the American road racing, it's going to, you know, they're going to have to do it with, you know, two or three, four or $5 million budget. And that's just not the case. They can come in pretty small and, and still be competitive. Well, Bobby's showing that. I mean, they are lucky to pay, get dealer costs on parts right now on a bike that they bought. And shoot, he's he wasn't that far off those super, you know, full blown super bikes on that first race. So, in fact, uh, he beat some awesome. really good super. He beat some really good super bikes in that first Heck race, yeah. right? <laughs> you know, yeah, he sure, he I mean, sure seriously, so. I hope so. I mean, Dan, well, DW and the, and the guys over there are, are awesome, and we know them at Kawasaki. And we hope now that Honda's back in, and uh, maybe we'll see them back in also. But we're thinking alike on that. Well, listen, I know you got to run. Uh, thanks for taking time out of a busy, busy setup day. And best of luck to you, Anytime, Jake, Barry. Scott, and the team, man. We're wish- we're pulling for you and wishing you a great outcome uh, this weekend. And we'll look forward to catching up with you after. Appreciate it. Anytime, man. Ditto. Danny Walker, ladies and gentlemen, of the Road Race Factory. And uh, now the Broster Chicken Honda team here in America, which I find very exciting. Bobby Fong is in the queue. He's going to be joining us in a moment. We're going to get firsthand uh, take on the uh, Kawasaki effort uh, with the latest motors team. The Quicksilver Lubricants latest motors racing uh, Kawasaki after Austin. And we'll get his thoughts about what to expect out of Bobby Fong and company coming into uh, Road Atlanta here this weekend as their setup, I'm sure, is done. And they're probably wrenching on motorcycles uh, as well. As we get set to go to break, I would like to tell you that this portion of the show has been brought to you by our good friends with Clearwater Lights. And uh, I'm asked often, which Clearwater Lights are appropriate for my motorcycle? Well, I think bigger is always better. Personally, my favorite uh, light that they make is the Erica. It's 6,000 lumen or so of uh, electric power. It's uh, It only consumes 60 watts each uh, on high, which are really not on high that often. They only are like 3.7 inches in diameter. They do produce 6,000 lumens each. They only weigh 17 an- ounces. They're fully dimmable. When you order the kit, the wiring harness is included, and the specific uh, mounting brackets for your motorcycle are included as well. They're super high power, really custom-tooled optics, and uh, their CNC machine. The best part I like, they're made here in the USA, and you can find out more at clearwaterlights.com, where I just think I saw something this morning, though I haven't received anything from Clearwater yet, but believe they have a 20% off sale right now. You can go to clearwaterlights.com for more information on that. Let's go to break and come back and uh, check in with Bobby Fong in just a couple of moments. Don't go away. This isn't the sound of an engine. It's the sound of a moment, an experience, of your heart beating stronger than ever. It's the sound of discovering more. This is the sound of the 2017 Harley-Davidson Touring Bikes taking you on an unforgettable journey, powered by the all-new Milwaukee 8 engine and equipped with a new suspension that gives you more confidence, comfort, and control so you feel the difference. Discover more at h-d.com and live your legend. Compared with original equipment, 2016 Touring Models. And welcome back to the show that Riders 
call home. I'm Barry. I'm your host. This is Talking Motorcycles, and we're about to talk motorcycles uh, with a very fast motorcyclist, a guy who was second in uh, the Superstock 1000 points at the end of 2016 and has started off on fire in 2017. Bobby, welcome aboard. Welcome back. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Good to be on the show. As always, good to have you on with us. Um, pretty good weekend down at uh, Circuit of the Americas for you, Bobby. Um, strong, another strong opening for uh, a season here this year in 2017. Talk to us about that. Yeah, you know, I, I thought it was a it was a good success. You know, uh, we we made we didn't we made a little bit of gains from last year. We're on the we're still on the same motorcycle as last year. Um, same triple clam, same. Basically everything is the same. We haven't we have yet to take advantage of uh, the rule change so far. Um, we're gonna try a little bit of things this weekend on the bike to hopefully maybe make some improvements. But um, you know, Road Atlanta, uh, it brings a lot of close racing. So I, I think the, the all the Superstock guys will be battling out just like last year. Um, you know, we, we do go we do go really good at Coda. Um, I believe that track really fits my my hard braking style. I mean, you have multiple corners out there. I mean, there's 20 corners there. You have multiple corners there that you could just hold the brakes on so deep. So whenever the super bikes start to get away in the straight line, you just go uh, go to the locks and the handlebars with the brakes to try to make up that ground. So it really fits my style. Um, but like I said, Road Atlantis, Really, it brings the lap times really close. I believe last year, I mean, the times within the top 15 were separated by 1.2 seconds. So, um, you know, I don't think it'll be quite like Coda last week, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna try to give it uh, give it all we got. Um, and yet, we're still waiting on some parts to make our bike even better. And uh, hopefully, we could try these new parts that we have this weekend to uh, make the bike turn a little bit better. And uh, we'll see what we can do. Well, it sounds like a realistic assessment of your situation coming into Road Atlanta. Um, how'd you do there last year? I meant to look that up before the show. You know, I get a lot of I get a lot of people asking me, it was like, what happened in the beginning of the year to the end of the year? Um, which kind of offends me when people ask me that because I believe last year we were fighting for victories every single weekend. Um, just because I didn't do as good as Coda, they, they kind of uh, – discarded my my riding abilities throughout the year you know we just uh we didn't have that much good of luck we had a good bike um last year we got on the podium here we i believe we got a, a second in race one and then uh a close fought uh battle between five guys and I ended up fourth in race two um but i i believe we achieved a, a great success last year in road atlanta you know we didn't get the win like coda but um you know we were there fighting for race wins which uh everybody seems to forget uh again you don't know how many people ask me uh what happened in the middle of the year uh but you know people i guess only remember uh the good not the not the decent well if they're asking um i always think that that's a real good sign in a way that they're paying attention and they're watching you uh and wanting you know that's always a good thing you know it's a good thing well, um, it, no doubt about it. I think you guys have really uh, made a mark with the Kawasaki. You know, you took kind of took a chance with them last year. Uh, big change for you uh, coming off of the Triumph onto the Kawasaki. You seem to immediately adapt to the Kawasaki. It must be a motorcycle you're pretty comfortable on, I, I'm thinking. 
Yeah, no, I really enjoy riding the Kawasaki. Uh, you know, the latest the latest cruise really, really um, gave me a great motorcycle to ride. Uh, you know, it's a race-winning machine, um, which I'm thankful to actually just go out there and, um, you know, battle for race wins and get as close as I can to super bikes. Uh, you know, beating a super bike uh, is, a you know, obviously a good success, um, but our main goal is to win the Super Stock Championship. If we get closer to super bikes, that's definitely a plus, and I believe some tracks we could achieve that, and some we just got to be realistic, but, uh, you know, George Latis has provided, provided myself with such a great team behind me. We have such a great group of guys, uh, and we really work well together, so, you know, we all just kind of think alike, and we're a big family, and then this is my, I believe, third year with George, and, you know, he treats me good. And uh, there's no complaints on my end. You know, I think one cool thing about George Latis is uh, he pretty much treats everybody good. I mean, he's that guy, you know, and he was on the show, you may know or may not, just about a week before the season opener down at Coda. And he had some very, very good things uh, to say about his rider. Uh, he's got a lot of confidence in you. And I think he, I think he admires you on a number of levels, which is always a good thing to have that kind of relationship with uh, with a guy like George. I mean, I just see the two of you going on and on, hopefully, for a long time together. Uh, you just come up a little short last year in your quest to win a title. Uh, what are you going to do different in 2017 in order to make up for the deficits? Uh, you weren't that far off the pace, let's say that. You were, as you said, in the hunt pretty much every week. But what are you going to have to find? What are you going to have to do in order to turn that around and win yourself a title this year? Um, you know, in the there was a few races, uh, basically two. There was two races last year where it really stood out. Where I felt, you know, there was one race I went down and I lost a number of points, um, and that was just um, me just trying a little bit too hard. And uh, you know, if we can't win the race, we just got to be consistent and uh, take what we can get. And as long as uh, consistency there, which it was last year, but I made a few mistakes as a rider which I believe everybody makes mistakes. Um, I believe we, we'll be there at the end, and it's going to be a lot of close racing. There's such a, a, a good group of riders in the super stock, super bike class. So it's going to be really, really tough, but I believe we can do it. I just got to keep my head on straight. And uh, my worst enemy is myself, um, I, which I believe that with every racer, you know, our worst enemy is ourselves and thinking a little bit too much. And just take it race by race and don't think too far ahead. I know you've worked with Joe Cop a little bit here over the last year or so, and uh, that's got to be kind of good. What, what's your takeaway from the time you've spent with Joe uh, focused on yourself as a, a professional road racer? Believe it or not, I just got off the phone to Joe Cop not too long ago. Uh, we're, still, we're still working together, and uh, the mental aspect of racing is just uh, crazy. It's crazy insane. You know, I learn something every time I get on the motorcycle, and then – I look back on the weekend uh, when I'm stressed out about something or some of the mistakes I made. I'm like, you know, I, I talk it over with Joe. And then if I could just, you know, take two steps back, you know, you could gain three steps forward. You know, it's a, it, it's a work in progress. And I learn every time I get on the motorcycle on and off the track and how I'm thinking. So uh, just working with Joe has been such a, a big help in my program and, um, you know, like I said, I, I still talk to him and, uh, I need a Mr. Big Joe cop, uh, you know, when I'm struggling and, uh, you know, he, he still provides a lot of help for me. So 
it. I really appreciate that, and uh, George set that up for me as well. So George has done a lot for me, and I just really appreciate all that he's uh, continued to do. And uh, he's, you know, he's still working forward every weekend. We're getting our bike better, and we're always thinking how to improve. So, uh, you know, hopefully we could just uh, win the championship this year. I know he deserves it. I've been, uh, we all have been working hard. I like that attitude, you know, that, uh, wanting it for him as much as yourself, uh, it sounds like to me. And, and man, that, there's nothing better than that. I mean, that really will let you dig deep and, and do what you need to do. And, Bobby, we're really excited about your uh, season ahead, uh, kind of starting this weekend now with the uh, standalone uh, Moto America round uh, at Road Atlanta. And we're just wishing that, hoping that you have the kind of results that you think are something you could really hang your helmet up real high and go, yeah, yeah, I did my best. I had me a good weekend. And we'll be looking forward to seeing how things turn out for you at Road Atlanta this weekend. Thank you. Yeah, you know, as long as I, I uh, take my helmet off at the second race of the weekend and just know that I gave it 110% and there was nothing else I can do, I'm satisfied which uh, it's hard to satisfy myself just because I'm really hard on myself. Um, you know, like I said, I want to, I want to win it all, but uh, you know, you can't win it all. So I just got to take what I can and uh, get some points. And as long as I know that I gave it 110%, I could walk away with my head held high. Bobby, good luck this weekend, sir. Uh, go out there and just give them all you got and we'll catch up with you post race. Thanks again for taking time out of a busy setup day to be a part of our Moto America show here today, buddy. Good luck. I really, I really appreciate talking to you guys and uh, looking forward to uh, seeing you guys at the racetrack this year. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Bobby Fong, everyone. You can watch for him on that actually beautiful race bike. It's I love the paint package on the bike. The Quicksilver Lubricants uh, Kawasaki ZX10 out of the latest Motors Racing Stables. I've got an announcement to make uh, for all of you that are uh, follow the show and listen to the show, and I'm going to do that right after this break. But as we go to break, I want to tell you that this portion of the show has been brought to you by Dunlop. And when you watch these riders this weekend uh, on the Dunlop motorcycle tires, I want you to know that that type of technology, that exact technology, is available to you for track days and street sport riding. That's the new Dunlop Sport Max Q3+. Plus that has now been released by Dunlop Motorcycle Tires. They're made in America. They have all the same things that you find on the uh, Superbike Tires. Intuitive Response Profile, which was developed on the racetrack, allowing you to change your line mid-corner with relative ease, uh, real linear feel, multi-tread technology, which gives you a long-wearing compound in the center for excellent traction and longer tread life, and special lateral grip compounds for outstanding grip so uh, when you do that track day or you're up in the mountains playing, you can be confident you have a tire with a sidewall capable of doing what you need to do. The Q3 uh, tire compounds were derived from road racing compounds to yield maximum sport bike performance. And if you haven't seen it yet, go to Dunlop Motorcycle Tires and check out the all-new Dunlop Sport Max Q3+. Plus. Again, I have a really cool announcement to make uh, as soon as we come back, and we'll do that. And then uh, end this show pretty quick and get you on to riding your motorcycle here uh, for a great weekend ahead. We'll be right back in just about a minute and seven seconds with a really cool announcement about talking motorcycles that we hope you're interested in knowing about.
Dunlop is the largest supplier of original equipment and replacement motorcycle tires in the U.S. and the only motorcycle tires made in America. With operations headquartered in Buffalo, New York, Dunlop has been making and selling high-quality tires in the U.S. since 1923. With an unparalleled championship record, Dunlop race tire technology transfers directly to the street. Dunlop, the only tire for your motorcycle made in America. Welcome back to the show. Riders Call Home. Talking Motorcycles is on. We've got just a few more minutes with you. This portion of the show brought to you by our good friends with Bell Power Sports, Bell Helmets. And uh, I want to talk to street riders out there right now because um, you see the riders wearing the Bell Pro Stars on the racetrack. You can buy them, too, uh, for your use. But I want to talk to you about uh, the, 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 the everyday man's version of the new star the the basic star helmet is a marvel in helmet technology first of all the price it's uh under 450 uh for uh, retail so you may even find it somewhere for less than that but the new star has all the technologies i think that you need they have the new trimax composite shell which has uh a carbon fiber uh, in it, as well as aramid fibers and fiberglass. It's a proprietary mix of aramid, carbon fiber, and fiberglass to deliver the strength of carbon in a more budget-protected package. I call that a win. I personally, as a street rider who does many, many, many miles throughout the year and many long days, I'm a big fan of the lining material. It's uh, proprietary for them. It's ecstatic XT2 silver liner. It's uh, really, they are the leader in antimicrobial fabric technology today. Ecstatic material is clinically proven to provide bacteria and odor protection throughout the service life of the liner. It's uh, really, it's so much better uh, than cotton, uh, which is what you find in most helmets. So much. It's, it's, it's miles ahead in terms of bacteria and incubation time and all that stuff. It's, it's really, you could, I wear this helmet week in and week out, thousands of miles upon thousands of miles, and the liner still feels and smells fantastic, something I really enjoy. Told you I had an announcement for you, and I do. Uh, first thing is, I, I don't know how you find the show. A lot of people get it on iTunes. They subscribe on iTunes in the uh, podcast, in the uh, iTunes store under podcast by searching Talking Motorcycles and hit subscribe there. And that's how a lot of people get it delivered to them. You already have a podcast app on your phone if you're an iPhone user. Maybe all the phones do, but I know that Apple provides that podcast app. It's a little purple square with a microphone in the middle. You want to know how to get the show easy? You just click on that app, open it up, search Talking Motorcycles with Barry, and hit subscribe, and you will every every show. And that's right now sometimes two and three a week that we're doing. Uh, We'll come right into your phone ready to listen to when you want to listen, and that is the beauty of podcasting. But I want to add now another element that's going to take place starting on the Wednesday at 7 p.m. on June the 7th. And every Wednesday thereafter, Talking Motorcycles is going to be uh, broadcast from the studios at WNDB at 93.5 FM in Daytona Beach. I'll have a full-blown studio with a uh, professional producer on hand. It's going to be a real nice upgrade for me as a host but the quality should go way up. And then each of those shows will be 
immediately thereafter, they will be on the uh, internet link so you can still get them on iTunes. But having, first of all, WNDB is a cool place. They are the initial place, the place, the epicenter of Motor Racing Network where it was founded. And still today, uh, 93.5 FM, AM 1150 WNDB is the flagship station of MRN Radio. So what does that mean to you? Well, it means you have two different ways now to add to your ways that you can get this show anytime you want. Maybe three. We're working on a third. But the two ways that we definitely can offer you is you go to the computer at NewsDaytonaBeach.com at 7 o'clock on Wednesday nights and click Listen Live, and there we will be. You'll hear the whole show in its entirety live as it is occurring, and that's pretty cool. Um, you can also download the WNDB app for your phone. You can find it uh, in, the, in the marketplace. It's a red square that says WNDB. You download the WNDB app and then just open the, the uh, app and click Listen Live at 7 p.m. on Wednesday nights. And I understand the station is working on an archive button for the homepage of uh, WNDB, and if that happens, then we'll have all of our talking motorcycle shows available to you there. And of course, that combined with iTunes and Spotify and uh, all the other ways that you're currently getting it. The coolest way to listen to the show, if you're in the house or around your TV and you are an Apple TV user, you have a podcast app already uh, on your Apple TV Go to that and search Talking Motorcycles with Barry, and you can read the full description of the show, who's on it, what we're talking about on that particular show, what we are doing, and you can listen to it through your television, which in many cases is a very, well, in every case, it's higher quality than your laptop. To me, listening on your smartphone or your laptop is the lowest quality sound possible, uh, unless you're wearing headphones on your laptop. Uh, but what I do is I just wire it right into my rate my uh, am fm stereo cd radio here on the in the garage where the studio currently is housed and uh, listen to it and listen to other podcasts as well while i'm uh, working on motorcycles and doing stuff in the shop you can listen to it going down the road if you bluetooth it into your car stereo tons of ways to get the show now with wndb 93.5 fm we're taking our national show to the uh, local regional market here in daytona beach and here's a quick fact in daytona beach florida there are, according to uh, an older study by a major European motorcycle manufacturer that will go unnamed, uh, there are more motorcycles registered in Volusia County, here that is Daytona, than any county in America in any state. Uh, it is motorcycle mecca here in Daytona. So we're very excited to share our show, our national show, with uh, the uh, local regional market here in Daytona Beach. Pretty excited about that. We're still going to cover Moto America. We're still going to cover American Flat Track. We're still going to cover touring riders, adventure touring riders, and anybody and everybody that's writing books, getting inducted into the Hall of Fame, and doing the things they do to power the motorcycle industry. That's all still going to happen. There will be no change whatsoever in the uh, uh, content on our show. That is unless enough of you say, hey, we want this too. And if that happens, then we will be customer first and find a way to make that happen. Many thanks to Danny Walker and the Broaster Chicken Honda team for uh, coming on board and giving us his insight on Austin and his expectations for the uh, Road Atlanta round this weekend. And uh, as well to Bobby Fong, best of luck to him on his uh, Quicksilver Lubricants Kawasaki out of the latest Motors Racing Stables. Just two of the fine individuals that make up the Moto America uh, paddock. And it is a cool paddock made up of a lot of really cool people. Your Moto America information source really has to be 
uh, MotoAmerica.com. A lot of information is imparted to you uh, there each and every week. Hey, ride hard, ride safe, and have fun, everyone. And thank you so much for tuning into our show and sharing it with your motorcycling friends. Goodbye.